0: Welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death, your favorite movie podcast where a lover of horror films tries to share it with his girlfriend. That's me, I'm Cindy.
1: Uh, Welcome (laughs) to the Company of Wolves edition. The
0: Company of Wolves. This is
1: One or two people out there that are super fucking excited. This is Josh's (laughs) birthday.
0: This is Josh's uh, birthday month, and uh, he chose the theme. This theme is uh, fantasy horror, horror Mm -hmm. fantasy. Um, We're starting it off. I also realized that
1: most of these movies revolve around children. Okay. um, By their sheer nature of it being fantasy, right? All right. So, I guess you could also say it's a kids' month too, in a way. so, there you go. Okay. Uh, I feel, like I said, I think there's a couple people that are going to be real excited. I, I, I've not confirmed with your friend Kristen that she loves this movie, but I feel like she probably loves this movie. Oh, okay. Um,
0: I will find out.
1: So, there we go. Cindy, the good news. Josh, let me hear um, this. The Company of Wolves, while being rated R, mm-hmm. is one hour and 35 minutes yes. long. <laughs> it's not a Guys, long movie.
0: love. there are a few things I love. I love, A, a short movie, and B... Um, an 80s movie because mm-hmm. they're not as scary for me typically.
1: <laughs> well, this was released September 21st, 1984, in the United Kingdom, which is where this movie hails from. Okay, uh, so let's talk about 1984.
0: 1984
1: that was the year that the Raiders won the Super Bowl, okay, and it's also the year that that Macintosh ad. About why 1984 won't be oh, yeah. 1984 came out. The mm-hmm. well, one that was all yeah, weird. The most famous commercial of all time, apparently. That runner. Uh, the Winter Olympics were held in Sarajevo mm-hmm. in the former Yugoslavia. It's also. <laughs> that was the year that the McMartin preschool satanic hullabaloo happened. Are you familiar oh, with that? I don't believe I'm familiar with this. So in California. <clears throat> a, hullabaloo. Yeah, I call it a hullabaloo because it was a yeah. sham and ridiculous. There was like a preschool and parents believed that the teachers were satanically harming their children and it went to court and then it turned out that it was a lie because people are insane. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it was like a big news story because people were like, Satan is trying to hurt them kids. Uh, <laughs> uh. I mean, maybe you guys are jumping at shadows. Okay. Uh, terms of Endearment went best picture that year. That is Uh, an amazing movie. Yeah, Ghostbusters and Gremlins debuted. Purple Rain came out. Purple Rain. Ride The Lightning was released, and uh, the AIDS crisis really took off in '84.
0: Yeah,
1: and that's kind of when the first time, not the president, mind you, because he couldn't be bothered. No, but America, like the federal government, acknowledged they start talking about it was in '84.
0: It's something that might be happening to gay people. Is that pretty much how they uh, they said it, too?
1: Yeah. Um, people that were born that year, Trevor Noah, Aubrey Plaza. These LeBron are great James. people. Nice. So weird. Like, like, I'm older than LeBron. I feel like LeBron's older than me. Yeah. Like, athletes age different. I, right?
0: remember, like, I was teaching when he was still in high school because right. my high school students were talking about him. Yeah. Because he was drafted right out of high school.
1: Uh, I feel comfortable in saying this: this is a pro Lebron podcast. <laughs> we do I like enjoy Lebron. The shit, I uh, both as a basketball player and a human being. Um, people that died that year: mm-hmm. uh, Marvin Gaye,
0: oh man, yeah,
1: Francois Truffaut, and Sam Peckinpah. All Sam three people, Paul, I love dearly, and were taken far too early. Nineteen eighty-four. Nineteen eighty-four. All right. Um. So, Cindy, this movie this movie is co-written and directed by Neil Jordan. Okay. Tell me he, about him. Uh, he's an Irish filmmaker who gave us... You ever seen the movie High Spirits?
0: I don't think so. Uh,
1: you would fucking love High Spirits. Mm, okay. Like, legit, when we're done doing this, I'm going to show you the trailer. And you're going to be like, oh my god, I would love that. Okay. Um, he also did The Crime Game. You ever seen The Crime Game? <laughs> um, kind
0: I'm of. I'm sure you know the yeah. twist in The Crime Game. Kind of, yeah. Of,
1: yeah. Uh, Interview with a Vampire. Love is that thing. Uh, he did the Brave one, that Jodie Foster revenge movie that my mom watches all the time. Mm. My mom loves revenge movies. <laughs> okay, that's where I get it from. I come by it honest. Um, pause for a drink because my mouth is dry. Uh, it's co-written by Angela Carter. Okay, who is a big fucking deal? It's based on her short story. She was same title. Yeah, she was an English novelist, short story author, mm-hmm. poet, journalist. Uh, she wrote radio broadcasts. She wrote uh, television shows. She wrote movies. Like, she did everything. Okay, cool. Um, she was known for her feminist, this is a quote. That I'm quoting, right? Quote now. it. So, she was known for her, quote, feminist, magical realist, and uh, picturesque work. Okay. Yep. Uh, And she was ranked as one of the top 50 greatest British...
0: Greatest British? She was
1: ranked as one of the top 50 greatest British authors since
0: 1945 by Time Magazine. Dang. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So it sounds... uh, All right. So it sounds promising. I love that it's written by a a lady. That's pretty cool. Is a
1: power feminist. Yes. Who writes magical uh, realist fiction. (laughs) <laughs> um, magical realist fiction yeah i don't even know what that That's, means it just but, sounds fucking awesome okay uh the cast is sarah patterson is rosaline she was best known for playing snow white in the 1987 snow white
0: okay Maybe
1: just throwing it out there
0: i don't remember a uh, live action snow white but all right
1: doesn't probably, mean it didn't happen it's probably british oh fair uh how about angela lansbury
0: oh we love angela
1: Mrs. Potts. she plays granny yeah um she's in mrs fletcher murder she wrote bed dogs are broomsticks anastasia right love it
0: love her the
1: manchurian candidate where she plays a deliciously shitty person love her (laughs) Uh, david warner's in this we've talked about david warner before for this podcast but it has been a minute okay so david warner plays the father character he's in tron
0: the original
1: yeah titanic He was in In the Mouth of Madness. We talked about him for that. He's in The Omen. He's the the photographer who gets his head lopped off with a sheet of glass. Oh, yeah. Uh, And (laughs) if you listen back to the Omen episode where we talk about him a little in depth. That's season two. um, I know him best because I tend to get an image of someone from the first time I see them. Mm -hmm. And that kind of sticks with me forever. He's the scientist who creates the ooze. That made the, in the Ninja stuff? Turtles and oh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 the secret of the use.
0: I can't believe you. Okay. <laughs> this poor man has done so much.
1: He has. I, um, remember that. I know. I know offhand, without even looking up, he's afraid of flying. So anytime he comes to do any work in America, he comes by boat. <laughs> nice. Uh, he's afraid of the flying. Okay. Uh, some people you might want to look out for in this movie. Brian Glover's in this. Uh, you would know him best from Alien 3 if you've seen it. He's also in an American War up in London. He's, he's the shitty guy in the pub in the beginning. Who's like, That's enough. Oh That's yeah. enough. That's enough. <laughs> That's Frank Lover. Stay to the road. That's one of the only fairly decent impressions of an actor I can do. It's a good one. It's that one. You do it very well. Thank you. I do You're a welcome. Frank Glover impression apparently. <laughs> um you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> uh, Stephen Ray is in this. He's in the Crying Game, Interview with the Vampire, and Be for Vendetta. He's kind of a big deal in a low key way. Okay. When you see him, you'd be like, "Oh, that guy." <laughs> that guy like a million things. That happens often, yeah. Uh, and finally, Catherine Pogson, who I mentioned because she was in Brazil.
0: Brazil. And oh I yeah, we love Brazil. Love. We have a poster hanging up in so our much. bedroom. We like it so much.
1: Amen. Um, <laughs> I will say. <laughs> to give you a hint about the type of movie we're about to watch here's Mm -hmm. one bit of trivia for you okay so neil jordan worked with two artists to create hundreds of storyboards as well as carefully crafting the production design with anton first who would go on after this movie to win an academy award for doing the production design for tim burton's batman wow um so like a lot of time and effort was put into the look and production design of this movie, and that is why I'm saying this movie deserves more eyes. I don't know why people don't know this movie more. Okay, um, yeah, it's a solidly good '80s fantasy. horror
0: Sweet, movie. I can't wait.
1: Are you ready for this insane? Fucking I am. Poster?
0: I am ready. And I'm waiting. It's very busy. This is the part of the podcast where Josh shows me an original poster from the movie. And I'm going to try and tell you what to predict what it will be about. A girl goes to sleep. with a, There's a mirror and Little Red Riding Hood. And I'm going to say that this is a girl goes to sleep. And she goes through all the... Um, she becomes the wolf in Little Red Riding Hood. That's what I'm going to say. I say that because there's a sketch of a wolf vomiting a woman's face on the poster.
1: <laughs> um, I will say you got something right. I'm not going to tell you what you got right.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: You got something right, at least.
0: Okay. I don't get to know anything other than that? <laughs> nope. Okay.
1: You got to wait to watch them the movie. All right. <laughs> um, so I think this is streaming for free on tubi t-u-b-i which is the free streaming service they have a lot of really uh they've got a pretty good catalog yeah but it's also available you can rent on like amazon if you don't want to sit through ads or whatever um it's totally worth it this movie deserves more eyes on it
0: all right well let's go watch it then
1: let's go put our eyeballs on it
0: all right join us won't you mind the doors
1: A young girl feels her soul awaken to the call of emotions she cannot name. This is the
0: Twilight World, where half-forgotten memories of childhood lead into a fantastic realm.
1: Was it a wolf or a man you killed?
0: When I killed it, it was a wolf. It
1: turned into a man.
0: Here, dreams become reality and our darkest
1: fantasies come true. The worst kind of wolves are hairy on the inside, and when they bite you, they drag you with them to hell. Oh! Where's my daughter? What did you with my daughter? She ran away! No! They say the Prince of Darkness is a gentleman.
0: Gentlemen always keep their promises. What have you done with my granddaughter? Nothing. She didn't want. Company of Wolves. Where fairy tales end and nightmares begin. The Company of Wolves. Welcome back. We watched a movie that you probably had a hard time finding. We saw A Company of Wolves. The... The Company's Case of Wolves.
1: Actually, not very hard to find.
0: Wolving with the Company. I've
1: on Amazon. What's um, the name of the movie again? I think it's free on Tubi <laughs> uh, with commercials. The Company of Wolves.
0: The Company of Wolves. This I kept calling movie. it a case study of wolves at one point. Yeah. Uh, not, this movie.
1: You're notoriously bad with titles.
0: I'm bad with titles, and I'm bad with uh, remembering things that I've just read or um, seen. It goes, it's in... In my eyes and out my butt like I'm done. It's called done. dementia. It, it is, uh, probably. Um, I'm also very bad at math. But I mean, that's either here nor there. So <laughs> what? Uh, that's just a quirk of being me. This movie had a thousand subplots. That's what I'm going to say about this movie. This movie was like, I kept turning to Josh and going, is she still in a dream? This this is the dream of the dream She's dreaming and having a dream in the dream. Okay. Of a story that okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: so this is a movie about I'm gonna here, I'm gonna try and sum up this odd movie. This is um a this is a updated and uh more modern retelling of Little Red Riding Hood. Um big facts right we have an element of werewolves thrown in Mm, and we have a lot of um warnings about men both sexually and abuse Mm. kind of peppered in there sprinkled across the top if you will yes believe it or not y'all that's what this movie's about okay what is imdb do they have it? A quicker synopsis. That
1: was not much of a synopsis. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's
0: Little Uh, Red Riding Hood, a teenage girl, but add werewolves and and like warnings about sex. Yeah, a
1: teenage girl in a country manor falls asleep while reading a magazine and has a disturbing dream. You don't need to know about that. Prowling the woods below her bedroom window, Uh, there are some except. (laughs) But the <laughs> they make a point stories that are told
0: yeah and they make a point of showing her sister going up to get her had to go up to like the attic like up three flights of stairs mm-hmm. and then at the end the wolves crash through her window
1: we'll talk about that in a minute okay <laughs> okay because this movie this movie got layers you don't have
0: the the i i definitely like as a viewer watching it now i you can definitely tell that here's what i think happened you tell me you've read the behind the scenes did they turn in a completed movie and the notes were yeah we don't understand this and so they tried to like bookend it by making it like okay this is a girl's having a dream about this that's what this is
1: uh this is actually a mostly faithful adaptation of the story except for the last shot of the wolves oh that's right it's based on and right i forgot about the that. author of the short story and the screenplay was actually apparently very upset that they included that last shot because
0: it's um, not in her theme she didn't care for it okay so tell me about this movie because to me it was just um you don't need to know anything about a girl who falls asleep at the beginning and the end it's a story about little red riding hood uh, kids are being or young girls are being killed in the forest between their little village their little hamlet and where her granny lives Mm
1: -hmm. and let's let's talk about i made some notes as i was there's a car at one point thinking about with the devil in it played by terrence stamp who i didn't name drop at the beginning because i wanted to be surprised i was very surprised i fucking love terrence stamp uh most people my age and your age and Probably a little older, a little bit younger would remember him for being General Zod from mm-hmm. Superman Two. That's uh, correct. The OG Superman Two. He does not have the tiny little beard in this. Young world. people, younger, young young people would probably remember him as being Chancellor Valorum from uh, Star Wars Episode One. He was the supreme chancellor who gets voted out, and Palpatine, who becomes the emperor, gets voted. In. Ah,
0: yes. So yeah. I saw that movie twice in theaters, and I have no recollection. I know him as General Zod. <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyhoosel, but uh, I went ahead, and here's the, here's some of the things I noted about the movie. Okay, it is definitely structured like a fairy tale. Yes, we have a right? definite you know, know, and made to look like a fairy tale. I'd
0: like to talk. I'd would love to live in that little one of those little houses. I've never seen a structure of a house like that. <laughs> they were these little round. Yeah. Um, think like a hobbit. Right. Like a, they were round kind with of. a low hanging, you know, and there was a loft because they had that pole with the rungs in the middle. But everyone slept on the ground floor. There was like a brick oven. It was very in my head. I was like, oh, it, is this what natives of Britannia? Is that what they looked Huh.
1: I like it, we had
0: long houses and they had that. That's
1: weird. Okay, <laughs> they had weird treehouse things. It was yeah. Um, so I went. I went ahead. They enjoyed and that though. This story appears in the short story collection, which is called "The Bloody Chamber." Ooh. Yeah, by Angela Carter. We talked about her at the front a little bit. Mm-hmm. How important she is. Um. I noted that women are the storytellers, which is where the power comes from in this world. Yeah, so Grant,
0: Granny is played by uh, none other than Angela Lansbury, Mrs. Fletcher herself. Uh, that I'm so old. For an older set, she's Mrs. Fletcher. For a not so old but still pretty old set, she's Mrs. Potts. For like that's still pretty old. Uh, what has she done recently
1: she's di- she's dead
0: yeah angela lansbury i think she's dead no she's not i'm looking it up right now i would know that for a damn fact go ahead continue talking while i type uh, away
1: I, the first thing i ever saw room was the manchurian candidate other than like
0: <laughs> when you were like 11 because that's how you are
1: murder she wrote i just remember watching uh the manchurian Candidate with my grandfather oh we were big murder like, she oh, wrote.
0: my grandmother my mom that's that was our thing
1: yeah. I'm so, it if this movie posits women as being storytellers, and that's where knowledge and power comes from, then it definitely sets men up to be predators. Like, all of the men in this movie have a predatory air about them. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. They're all huntsmen or wolves. Yeah, or... she's still kicking. We're good. Yeah, okay. I thought, See, I <sighs> thought she passed. But, my mistake. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm by 2020, you know Angela
0: Lansbury was 95 years old, one of the oldest living actresses. She has never retired from acting and remains a popular icon. There you go. That's true. She's never. <laughs> uh, I know her because I'm this dork. She, um, she's the original Auntie Mame. Her and B. Arthur. B. Arthur played uh, the same role in the movie with Lucille Ball, the best friend supporting role, and Angela Lansbury, and they were that for years years they both won tony's <laughs> that was their big role all right anyway sorry
1: yeah i'm so, very
0: old oh i know <laughs> a younger audience would know her as um from nanny mcphee she was the aunt who took in the scullery maid
1: i don't even know what that is well
0: just letting you know it's a modern fairy tale and it's adorable
1: people all right so like i said women are storytellers they are um they represent power mm-hmm. in this movie. Men equal predators, and the wolves are there. Um, if their a,
0: eyebrows knit together,
1: yeah, as a sexual metaphor.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: and they represent transition. Hmm. Okay. Right? Like because they literally are a transitional creature. Yeah. The idea of like I'm a man now I'm a wolf I'm a wolf now I'm a man and vice versa. Yeah. Right. That's the so, definition. They're there to represent sexual transition, which is what Rosaline's character is
0: going through. So she okay, she's going from a young girl to a young woman. Right. Uh, her older sister has been killed, uh, presumably by wolves, even though there are strangulation marks on her neck. Mm-hmm. Um, when we first meet this little world, she is told, "Like, well, you're the
1: only girl left now. Like, you're the only daughter we have." And and. Everyone who's not her father lusts after her. That is true. Yeah. Right. She's a very pretty little. What is the actress's name again? Um. Oh God. I
0: guarantee it? she was a big eighties. Sarah Patterson. She was probably a really big deal. like in the British eighties. I think she was probably like their Molly Ringwald. I bet. Because she's a very pretty uh, young lady, and she did a great job acting.
1: Hey. Was I right? Just so you're aware. Yeah. Um. I looked down to check her name on my phone, and I got a text message alert from the news saying that someone just shot some people in a theater in California during the forever purge. So there you go. Oh, man. To throw it back to last week's episode. Oh, God. So uh, this is where we were live whenever I found that news out. I'm going
0: to look into that right
1: now. Yay. But I'm going to talk more about this. Damn it, America. And less about America gun violence. So... Every guy in this movie is a horn dog, right? The dad, their daughter dies, the oldest daughter, and they're like, let's just fucking have another one. And then, yeah, the husband, the huntsman's like, ooh, I will race you for a kiss. The little neighbor dude, Frank Glover's son, <laughs> you, that's a no. This his son own, is on, that's like Josh's only yeah. missing a tooth. And is trying mm-hmm. to fuck Rosaline the entire movie. Yep, Like, the entire... He's like, you walk in the woods and, like, touch each other. Yeah, and he's got, uh, like,
0: wild hair and, and eyebrows that meet in the middle.
1: Right, like, there's definitely a thing of, like, men being, like, just hypersexual creatures in this movie. Yep. Um, and then when we see Rosaline have that reaction to the Huntsman, where she's, like he's lust after her and then she also lust after him yeah that's when we see the blood pour over that rose and the rose goes from white <laughs> to red yeah which uh represents yeah, I, what period do you think? yeah I, I picked that up in, right away in, in womanhood right so that's what's at play in this movie and the end of the movie we talked about I think it's really interesting because there's a complete power shift Mm -hmm. because in traditional fairy tales, women are usually weak and need saving. Like a a handsome prince has to come in, right? Yeah. And she doesn't have to. Or he has to do whatever. He has to save her from a drag, whatever.
0: It's not. Sorry. I'm still trying to go through the news. I want to try and find that uh, story. But go ahead.
1: Why? I don't know. Why do that to yourself? Um, but the power shifts really fast between Rosalie and the Huntsman. Once he turns, it like begins to turn into a werewolf, and she understands what he is. Mm-hmm. And she's—he's like, very oh, no, handsome, just, even with still his eyebrows. To you. Like, I'm still down to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and, but but you're a werewolf. Uh, she shoots him. Like she totally yeah, immediately takes the power back, and then she's the one who decides to have mercy on him. She's the one that tells him a story. Sharing the power with him mm-hmm. and then chooses to be a werewolf at the end of the movie because in the time when this would have taken place, she's making a choice. To be the predator, not the in Yeah, instead victim. of taking on the role that society would have forced on her in the long run by being a woman. Okay.
0: I think... <sighs> I can see where they were trying with that message. It's very clear. There's a lot of like, okay, I get this. I just felt like there were a lot of dots that weren't connected. Like the story that she tells of the she-wolf who comes up. It was like, okay, this is to show like, you know, she's this. She can do it on her own. She can make the choice whether to come or to go. But it wasn't. They just told a story of a a she-wolf who got shot and the preacher nursed her back to health and then she went back down. And it was like, oh, what was the point of that story? You know, I like, it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a dumb American. I need or it uh,
1: spelled out for me. I thought of it connecting back to the story that Angela Lansbury told because I assumed that she-wolf, because it said he nursed her back to health, mm-hmm. that's who had that baby. That's who had that baby. Remember the priest bastard who turns into a werewolf? Oh, yeah. Or gets swallowed up by the vines
0: oh yeah i forgot yeah the oh yeah granny says at one point why do you think they call them fathers they always have a lot of bastard children like yeah around. i
1: assumed to just hide back into that so
0: story. we so werewolves are created in this world through bastard sons bastard
1: children of pastors oh there was like a million uh, <laughs> a million ways to be yeah a if their like eyebrows the met in the middle uh it was if you were like the seventh son or yeah. you were born backwards like yeah if you were out, a breach, like, first if you and, were born
0: on christmas day
1: yeah it's shit like that right we covered <sighs> some of this in curse of the werewolf yeah uh because they just added some, some
0: extra flavor to
1: wacky it. fucking reasons for why someone could just shape
0: i guess yeah
1: like we eventually like thanks to the movies we narrowed it down to like it's a curse and then you can also get said curse by someone biting you. Right, that tends to be like.
0: I kept waiting for that to we, happen. We
1: vampirized, yeah, werewolves in a, in a lot of ways. At one point, yeah, but
0: they, they didn't have yeah. any of the uh, silver bullet nonsense. That uh, that wasn't brought up at all. No, but you could I just thought they up would
1: kill them. And also, these werewolves—that true. is true—don't turn into werewolves. They shift into a wolf. It's a crazy scene. Yeah, there's like crazy. It's one of my favorite transformation scenes in movies. <laughs> uh both transformations.
0: It's a very unique take on the transformation from mm-hmm. human to wolf and it is terrifying and gross and it it's origin like as grossed out and I was like Ugh! at the same time I was like, "Well, that's really a, that's yeah, kind of yeah, smart." Yeah. So That that is Oh, yeah, I get that.
1: Even if you're a person who doesn't like fairy tales and fairy tale structure and like Moralizing in your movies, mm-hmm. you should watch this oh, yeah. just for the transitions. The yeah. werewolf transitions are pretty badass and really awesome, actually.
0: Pretty badass. Like, the
1: effects still stand up, but I think the overall message of this movie, at least what I got out of it mm-hmm. by watching it, was
0: men are predators.
1: Uh, well, I was gonna say the only way to survive in a cruel world is to find a way to give yourself. To, is the only way to survive in a cruel world is to empower yourself and then save yourself. Yeah, like the cavalry's not coming.
0: So by adding that extra scene they were saying like she's become the wolf.
1: All I think mm-hmm. yeah, the would... ending of the movie is mm-hmm. all of her experiences and the transition from child to woman and disempowered to empowered she brings with her when she wakes up. Gotcha. And 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 brings that baggage along with her. Okay. Because they're I can't speak of what it's like to be a girl and becoming a woman, but I know when you're a guy, go- like a boy and... Becoming you, a woman? When you grow into a man. Oh. Um, you have baggage, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, you do fucked up things, you do wrong things, and you try, and you, you know, you sometimes don't have the best role models. So, especially as a guy. So, that really, you do have um, some baggage with you. Yeah. And... Right?
0: Uh,
1: of experience.
0: And it the metaphor about the wolf was a nice way to kind of explain to um, a young girl at that time about, you know, men. Like, they can be really nice, but sometimes they can transform into something awful.
1: Don't, very, you know, and
0: that's where we get that metaphor, you know, the wolf in sheep's clothing.
1: Very so, true.
0: So, as far as Arkov with this movie, I'm going to say... Uh, if we're following the Samuel Z. Arkov acronym based on his name for a good movie, A. Action. Yes. There's, right off the bat, a lot of running. There's blood. There's, yeah, there's action. Um, revolutionary. I like this take. I like this take on uh, Little Red Riding Hood. I think that's revolutionary. Is it? I Have would, there been other werewolf?
1: I would say... Between, like how it twists traditional fairy tales, and then how they do the werewolf transformations, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd say so.
0: Revolutionary, oratories, yeah, they're, they're, I mean,
1: like I just said, everything Angela, everything, like, <laughs> everything she said,
0: everything she says. She is an icon. IMDb is correct. Uh, and then we have uh, fantasy, yes, and then fornication. Oh, we do see old timey uh, pilgrim-like sex. Uh, there the, is a naked wolf. There lady. is a naked wolf woman. Full bush. Yeah, yeah. They got that right. <laughs> um, what else? That's about it. That's the only kind of fornication. There's you get
1: like heaving, like cleavage and stuff. Like well, that. yeah,
0: from the corsetry. Yeah. Uh, okay. And you get oh, ladies, you get a young man taking his shirt and rubbing
1: oil on his nipple.
0: That happens mm-hmm. at one point. That was weird.
1: Okay. You get a really erotic writhing from the Huntsman when he's shirtless while he's transforming into the wolf. True. It's very sexual. <laughs> like his back is arcing yep. and I'm like, "How is Neil Jordan married to a woman? Like <laughs> between this and the, interview with the vampire, like he's a very, I just pretty always man. thought, you know, I assumed he was gay, but I'm wrong.
0: Yeah. What are we watching next week? Um, we're continuing with uh, your birth month, doing horror fantasy, fantasy horror type. How are we blurring yeah, the line it, this time? It's
1: it's so crazy. It's like fantasy horror, and it they all set around children, It's some point. Oh, so what are you like, trying to tell uh, us here? Rosaline, being a child. Uh, I do want to talk real fast. I want to throw out some trivia yeah. to you. I uh,
0: imagine there's a lot.
1: I would like to start by saying, if I were going to pair this movie as like a double feature with something, I would watch it with Ginger Snaps. Yes,
0: I was just thinking that. Yes, I would. Was Ginger Snaps a British movie as well? Canadian.
1: Canadian, okay. It was Canadian. Same difference. (laughs) I didn't want to be the one to say it. Um, So due to budgetary constraints and fears about safety, most of the wolves in this movie are actually... Huskies? ...Belgian shepherd dogs. Oh, Who had their fur dyed. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Some of the close-ups are wolves, but they... Really, only used two wolves yeah. for the entire movie. Yeah, but and
0: there were they did a good job of showing like the pack. So there were a lot of wolves, and the the short budget was something that you and I talked about. They did a really good job with the small budget they had. It was a very lush and rich
1: set. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about limit budget limitations in a minute. Oh, but uh, Neil Jordan didn't hold any auditions for the part of Granny when they wrote the script. He was like. Angela Lansbury and
0: she was like of course dear yes
1: so um, and originally the part of the devil that Terrence Stamp plays was that was supposed to be played by Andy Warhol oh but Andy Warhol couldn't like for i forget whatever reason couldn't leave america at the time and he was like just come here and shoot my scene and they're like we can't
0: he probably had his passport pulled but go so
1: ahead. yeah we almost had an andy warhol cameo in this interesting day, which would have been that would have been wild amazing
0: that would have been wild, uh,
1: almost like what was it in the version of dune that was supposed to be made oh it, the one that never happened where yeah. it was uh
0: Orson Wells yeah, and uh, Salvador Dalí. Salvador Dalí yeah. was going
1: to be the mad emperor of the galaxy. That was the thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so originally in the story the Rosalind character is like 12.
0: Okay, that makes and more sense.
1: They were like, "Well, it's my her 16, so it's not So here We don't run into issues. I bet <laughs> if
0: I were to read this movie, read this movie, read this short story, I bet she's a 12-year-old girl. And she goes to bed because she's having cramps and she doesn't understand why.
1: Mm-hmm. And... Probably.
0: Yeah. They, they didn't really talk... They didn't really address that. But going backwards, I can see it. So... Yeah.
1: No, I mean, actually, I apologize. mm mm-hmm. um, Let me read you this verbatim. So when casting for the film, um, they wanted a girl who was 16 to portray Rosaline and neil jordan had asked for an older girl so he could make sexual overtones more pronounced it wouldn't be as uncomfortable for him it wouldn't be weird
0: yeah even as an actor
1: however when sarah patterson auditioned she was 12 she killed it so much that they altered the script to keep her in the movie okay she doesn't look 12 and like downplayed some of the sex stuff
0: she uh she looks she looks like a a woman.
1: So I had that backwards. I apologize. Mm.
0: Alrighty. Thank you for um, catching that. Appreciate that.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Neil Jordan named his production company after this movie. He loved it so much.
0: What's the name of his production company? Red Riding Hood? Or company or? of Wolves. Oh. <laughs>
1: so there you go. It's a really clever uh, yeah, production Yeah, actually, title. it is. Uh, you mentioned <laughs> the budget. They could only afford. 12 trees for filming like those trees they made them (laughs) they just kept reusing them and they just had to set up and shoot everything in the location and move them around I've done
0: community theater I get it I've been there so (laughs) this movie was wild
1: this movie is crazy and I don't know I just I really like it
0: it was a good choice it was different it was something unusual uh okay next week what have you got for us?
1: Okay. If you remember, not only did I say that it was you know, fantasy horror that revolved around kids, but <laughs> weeks one and three were going to be movies that I felt needed more eyes on. Right. And two and four were movies that I just really, really like and I want to watch with you. Okay. Um, so we're going to gear up and watch. The City of Lost Children.
0: The City of Lost Children. When did that come out?
1: 1995.
0: Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that.
1: It is French. I'm sure people are like super excited that they're going to watch a subtitled movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, until next week.
1: I'm John. And I'm Cindy.
0: And I'm still his girlfriend. The Company of Wolves.